<laughs> well, well, clearly we have to get travel podcasting equipment. I've said this for, I've said this long before we started the podcast. We need to start recording these conversations we have in the car. Yes, for sure. We talked about it before. And even today I was like, man. You said it before we barely even got out of the neighborhood. We've been gone (laughs) for an hour and a half, almost two hours in this conversation that went all over everywhere. But I've been thinking about this and chewing on it for several weeks. It keeps getting kicked because of holiday episodes or special episodes or whatever, but I I feel like it's a good time to just sit and talk about this thing. Okay, go ahead. We, and I'm just gonna, you just, we'll just go. We are all products of our environment as children. And, And I don't, I'm not saying that in a victim-y kind of way, I'm just thinking about how can we not be? How can we not be a product of our environment growing up? I So I actually broaden it to more than that. Everyone is a product of their environment in some way forever. So for example, we're all adults right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And if you think that your life hasn't been impacted by this pandemic forever then you're ridiculous of course it has (laughs) like people that dealt with the SARS epidemic previously were more prepared for this epidemic than we were in the United States because we never had to deal with it so of course that environmental change for them made them better at dealing with this situation because they had adapted but environment isn't just narrowed to COVID epidemic, SARS no epidemic. The environment, in my opinion, um, which leads me right into this. Look, this is all anything we say or any stories we tell or whatever. This is from our own personal perspective, not from the other perspective of somebody else who was there because everybody has their own perspective of a situation. Right. So the environment to me means the people you grew up with, the location in which you grew up, r- rural Midwest versus New York City. Right. Um, y- your parents, your grandparents, extended family, your friends. Their experiences. Yeah. It, so you're- uh, This point, might be our first angry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the point we are trying to make here is, is that, yes, of course, how you're raised had a massive impact on who you are. Because from birth until some point when you're a teenager- and we didn't establish you, at what age no, it becomes but who like, knows? It's probably different for everybody. But yeah, at some point between birth and sometime when you're a teenager, you're so impacted by your parents, how you're brought up, their experiences, their traditions, um, their religious beliefs, your mm, your yeah. ec- your social economic situation, well, example, your schools, yeah. your friends, like because because most of those things are probably really similar. Because you go to school with the same kinds of people that you are that you are at home, and their parents are probably similar but to your parents. But even within your tiny little environment, there are separate environments. And environment sure. maybe is not the best word. And we already established I'm not really great with words. But for example, Oprah, if you know anything about her story growing up as a child, you would know she could she could have ended up in this other place, wallowed in her misery and woe is me. And oh my God, I'm such a victim, but no, she's a fucking bazillionaire 
and making positive. I mean, you get a humpback whale and you get a humpback whale. Everybody gets a humpback whale. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Dane, Dane Cook. Cook, that's a Dane Cook reference. I think it's Vicious Circle. Oh, I don't know. Damn it. You're more now I'm definitely going to watch that today. So, so, so we just had this two hour long conversation in the car. We were, we went to get coffee, which by the way, I, I drank coffee again and it was decaf and I feel like I had an eight ball. Let's just say it. I, I had zero caffeine. Decaf has coffee, but I feel all cracked out. Right. So, so we clearly did some energy movement this morning in our conversation, but, but this segues into this doing the best. I did the best that I could with what I had at the time. I personally feel on the one hand, like that's a cop out. Well, that's a lame excuse for your behavior. So it's but, one thing to say, okay, if someone says, um, I'm a product of my environment and someone else is, um, offended by that oh yeah right you're like well why are you offended because i said i'm a product of my environment i am it's your perception of it well, hold on like i am a product of my environment i didn't say it was good or bad i just said i am who i am because of how all the things that have influenced me over my life and that's not just growing up like high school going to college, having work, whatever it is you do in life, life experiences, marriages, lessons, you know, friends, all How those things, personal growth work, all of that stuff of is part of the environment that you become. So I'm, I'm 49 years old. I've had 49 years of experiences that, that are both things that are in my environment, as well as my own personal choices that have made me who I am today. That's not and good it's or bad. Your perception and your perspective from your perspective. You're right. So if so, somebody else is offended by that, you're like, why are you offended because of something of I I've got going on or my opinion on something like that has nothing to do with and you. And if you're offended by the things that we say or the topics that we cover, then and we're not we we're not picking out people specifically. No, we're just saying this is general. broad generalizations because we have many friends, we have many family members, we have many people and life experiences jointly together and then separate before we got together that if you're offended by something, then I, it's more of a, you need to stop, check yourself, look into yourself and decide why am I offended about it? You don't have to, certainly you don't have to, but you and Not I are, because we told you, to. you and I are people sure. that are always constantly trying to personally grow and learn and heal from things and don't make past mistakes and take the lesson. My thing is take the lesson from whatever shit ass situation you get and move forward and don't get into the shit ass situation again. So yeah, it's always about for us. It's about one identifying that there is a lesson in something. Yes, there is something to learn. Two, identifying what that something really is and what it means to you. And then three, saying, okay, I figured out what it is I'm supposed to be learning. Now I got to put it in practice and remember it. And that is the hard, I mean, for me, it's, that's the hardest part because you constantly are trying to remind yourself like, look, I, I, I made a choice that I want to live my life a certain way and that's how I'm going to do it. And, and being okay with that because everyone has their own choices and that's one the is it's not always personal sometimes it's business and oh yeah it's still personal because i'm making a choice to do something a certain way 
but it might be in a business context. But you or can also make context. it personal by choosing to take it personally when maybe it's not at all. Yeah. Or vice versa. I, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Things I, that have happened over the past few years to me, business is business and personal is personal, but to the other side, maybe that's not how it was. Personal yeah. was personal and, 100%. and take the business out of it. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think the thing that's interesting for people is if you're, if you're, um, offend is not the right word, but if it bothers you to feel like someone in your life feels like a victim in some, some regard because of something you did or said, or, or right. Whatever. Some behavior, right. I said, I actually literally just said this in another podcast. Like you can be mad or get over it <laughs> because how someone else feels is not your job. It's not your opinion. It's not your responsibility. They can feel however they want to feel about whatever they want to feel because they're a person and they have that right. Now, and if you you're can, an hold on, hold on. And you can feel however you want to feel about something because that's your right. Yeah. And the both of you can decide to be mad about that or get over it. Or be do a little bit of both or, or take some time with, I mean, clearly when you have a big life lesson or you have something, and I can certainly relate to this over the past few years, you, you it will take some time to negotiate it in your head or traverse it or whatever, you know, again, with the words, I can never find the, just the right word that I'm looking for, but work through it. Yeah. Right. Chew on it. Right. Process it. Process it is a good word. Process it. Process yeah. the material or the instance or the, you know, it might, sometimes it's a sentence that somebody says, and boy, I can stew on that for months and months until I figure out like this, this topic I've been stewing on for weeks and weeks and weeks. You and I have touched on it a couple of times over the past several weeks, but yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I have some strong opinions on it because I've transitioned through and worked through a lot of things in my life. I think I've had the opportunity to do that. We talked about this before in a podcast. I've had the opportunity to do that a lot more than you have. And, yeah. but I've also forced myself to do it a lot more than you have. You've, you've kind I've, of come I'm to terms with that a little more. I'm only to terms with the right. fact that I have to process some right. of this stuff or else it's just going to keep repeating. Right. That's the other thing. And until you choose to make a different choice, that shit will repeat and repeat and repeat until right. you get it. Back to the thing I just said, because you decided for that time to stay mad about it instead of get over it. And now you are flipping that. You are working through it so that you can get over it. So that you're not, so you don't just wallow in, in self pity, self pity, and, and yeah, and being angry at something or some situation or someone. And instead of just working through it. And, and let's be clear though, people don't like it when you do that. People don't like it when you switch it up because then they get upset about whatever it is. Yeah. And so again, that's where you have to go back to, this is me. This is my perspective. This is where I'm coming from on the situation. Yeah. And if you got something, if you have a problem with it, then you're on your own. You got to figure that yeah. out. You got to process that shit on your own. Cause I've that's told, not my problem. Someone told me a very long time ago, an interesting piece of advice in dealing with other people. And they said, if, if somebody else has guilt about something and they carry that and they don't work through it, that's not your burden. That's mm -hmm. their burden. Mm -hmm. And they're carrying that burden 
intentionally. And for whatever reason they are carrying it, they are carrying it and it, it, it wears on them in some way. But you are not responsible for that because that because guilt is internal. It is not external. I'm not going to make tough. I don't make you feel guilty. You feel guilty. It's That's tough. the difference. Yeah, it's self-imposed. It's self-inflicted. It's, it's self-inflicted. Yes. So if you if you identify in any way, shape, or form with, with the word guilt, it's yours. It's nobody else's. I have mm, guilt about things. One. Tana has guilt about things. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. And the thing is, no one made us feel that way. We feel that way. And that's just a reflection on who we are. We feel guilty about certain things or behaviors or whatever but it is. Also, but you can, the point is, you can learn from that. Yeah. You may not ever let, really let that guilt go, but that doesn't mean you have to burden someone else with it. You can learn from it, take it, make it something positive in your life and say, I feel guilty about the way I just I did that. Or what, you the words I, the words I said or down. whatever. Yeah. And not you're like, I want to, now I'm going to make a choice. I'm not going to live that way because I don't want to feel guilty about that. And I sure don't want to put somebody else in that situation. So I'm going to live my life a certain way. So as not to do that on, onto other people. When, when celebrity, you know, the, the big thing that celebrities and people are always saying right now is your truth, your truth, yeah. you know, speak your the truth. Word, and the word, and, your truth so is, is a this really, what they're talking about. Like this, this is, my perception of the truth versus someone else's we for talk- example if 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 i if you have promiscuous parents a, a single father or mother or promiscuous parents smoking party and drinking all the time and then you become a smoking party and drinking teenager but you remember it differently because you felt some kind of way growing up or whatever the situation is it could be business related that's just the first thing that came out of my mouth but <laughs> the way i remember it is that my truth when these people are saying your truth is that what they mean? Otherwise, I, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. I don't. I don't know what they mean. But I, my, the tr- your truth is a very cachet term right now that's it's, thrown it's around. So hot right now. <laughs> and I think what people mean by that is your perception. Your perception of what the truth is it may be different than another person, like you said before. But then someone on the other side of it, everyone has their opinion, their perception, their beliefs about what is going on in, in their own lives or the lives of and other people. And how you grew up and, or your and environment. All, all or... the things are impacting that are right. Your and, opinions and your beliefs are defined by all those environmental things we just talked about. All the things that, that helped you know what the difference between right and wrong was or what's good or bad or and what, it's what's okay relative. for you and what's okay for me versus, you know, like all that's, all that's absolutely relative yes. because it's, it's based but, on but it's personal all re- stuff. It's all relative and it, and it's not just our generation. We just have the social media generation, but it's every generation, every time period, every location. Yeah. It's, it's in Asia, Europe, America, it's wherever the fuck, every person, however, the culture, however, it's all relative for that time period. So, you know, goes, it's goes all to that, like that. I walked uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow to go to school. <laughs> well, sure. And, and we were, we're children no that doubt. grew up watching TV because our, both of our parents were working or whatever. Like it's all relative. Everybody has shit. Oh, by the way, that white picket fence thing that doesn't exist. Everybody, every family, every situation has shit. Yeah, you just I, don't always get to see it, or you don't know. I, yeah, that's the point I wanted to make. Is Which you're is talking not about at all about our conversation we had in the car, but it's kind of all related. It's all related. It is. Yeah. So uh, it's your point about it being in Europe and all these different places. It's every person. Every person is every influenced. Human vehicle. Every person is 
influenced by their surroundings. We'll call environment surroundings, the people that they're around, the people that they grow up with, how they're brought up, their schools, their teachers, and, and then it goes through life and things still impact them. You know, like things that happened to you in your 30s that were dramatic oh my impacted gosh. you. That, that's just, that's an environmental situation that changed who you are then that's an impact. And the point is, an is you may be dealing with it for decades 100%. until at one point, all of a sudden it clicks. And then you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And the revelation, the part after that is brilliant because that's yeah. when you're like, oh, well, hell. Yeah. Had I known that back then, things would be different now, but it it's part of the learning curve. You know, so it's funny. I actually just, this is not part of our conversation, but I'm going to use this example. Um, just recently, I saw, I had a conversation with a friend of mine because of this podcast and a, a guy that I have known for a really long time. And um, I, I've talked about on this podcast, his name is Recruiter. And mm-hmm. we had this conversation about um, successful people and that there are a lot of successful people who are very driven in what they want to do because they have had to learn to deal with some kind of tragedy in their life or they're incredibly creative or something. They just do something, you know, in in societal terms, better than everybody else. They're just huge. Right. And his point was like all these musicians and famous people who lost a parent or lost a brother or sister when they were young. Um, so for example, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, this first person oh, popped yeah. in my head, he his sure. brother dr- died of a drug overdose and could have been one of the biggest he actors of our time. Bigger than Leo. He's Leo the before Leo. For sure. hundred percent. Totally. They're like very similar people. Right. And not similar people, but, but similar as far as appearances and sort of style. Like trajectory. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So Joaquin is a strange cat. He, as far as we know, he right. may be totally normal at home. Right. But he's but he's public, had some very diverse parts. Yeah. He played um and their childhood growing he, up is he's pretty fascinating a, story. Yeah, he's played a villain multiple times and been amazing at very it. Dark character. He's I mean, most recently the Joker, he was incredible as yeah. the Joker. His transition from being a mentally disturbed person to becoming a villain was amazing. But he him as a person. He's had to deal with tragedy. He had a kind of a crazy. When he was really young. Yeah, he had a crazy kind of. He and and, um, River Phoenix both. They had a crazy childhood. They had very open parents um, exposed to a lot of things. And River. Eclectic or. Very eclectic. Yeah, Yeah. very diverse. And and River got into drugs, obviously, as we all know. And so, and he died and had had a big impact on Joaquin. And so my friend's point was he didn't use Joaquin as the example but he had other examples yeah but that's a good just, example of people yeah. who just are set for being incredibly creative or incredibly successful because their their determination to do something changed because they had something dramatic happen in their lives that impacted who they were when they were young and or even in their 20s and, and it just fundamentally changed them that is a they are a product of something that happened to them in their environment. It wasn't about upbringing. It wasn't and about- And so our perception is that he is 
a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but right. in reality, he may be way more normal than either one of us or right. all of us combined. Right. He may be a normal, right. like eight to five kind of dude and, and his exterior persona is his character choices are yeah well he's just good at him but but you know the more again not at all on topic but the more we research and and dive into a little bit of kind of spiritually work or whatever all of these people it's very similar all of these people have some massive tragedy death of a loved one um you know something really tragically personally yeah illegal thing you know whatever it is and then they come out and then they become Tony Robbins and right. Oprah's and, and right. Joaquin Phoenix's and, and they become these mega superstars in their field, whatever it is, right. rocket science or whatever the fuck, right. because of exactly, they're, right. they are a product of their environment growing up. How can you not be? Right. You just have to be. So I'll give you another example and then I'll bring in the idea of choice because I talk about choice all the time. We just recently watched um, one of David Letterman's new uh, episode, newer shows. Oh, on, is this Dave Chappelle? Um, no, I was, I, I'm not going to go there. I was going to go oh, with sorry. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, um, wait, I don't remember that. Well, we watched, so Dave, David Letterman's <laughs> show is, my next guest is. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's a really is good show. Netflix? It's on Netflix yeah. and Letterman is not Letterman on television. He's, he's a very he's open like person. Santa Letterman. He is. Yeah. He's, 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 really embracing his like i'm gonna have these in-depth interviews with people and that i you find know interesting what? he's gonna just get to be whoever the fuck he wants to he be can, because he's not working for nbc yeah, anymore he's, he's himself. working for himself exactly or, right it, it, who are right yeah. he's working for netflix but he's himself and and he, and and also we all want to see him for who he really is and and seinfeld shows the same way just just those two things are connected anyway letterman had um robert downey jr, robert downey jr. on and Robert Downey Jr.'s character choices of the last decade have been oh, talk Iron about Man, somebody who is fantastic. Sherlock Holmes, and Doolittle. Let's throw in there less than zero because you cannot tell last, me he wasn't. I was only wasn't, talking about the last decade. Uh, well, so still. so oh, he's geez, had three he's characters so in the last decade, and all of them are incredibly strong characters. Doolittle's a little cuckoo, but, he is, but he's still a very strong character. But in the interview, they're both sit down in a chair, have a conversation interviews, as well as Letterman on site at Robert Downey Jr.'s home. And you get to see him more in real life. And he's a little nutty. (laughs) He's fucking brilliant, but he is, he's a, he's everybody's a a little socially awkward. He's a little way or another. And he's, he's funny, but he's, he's a little awkward. And he's also like a family man. Yeah, he is. He's been married for a really long time to jail and was a drug addict. She was married to him when he went to jail and was a drug addict. I'm going to have to watch that again. She like was been with him the whole time. And so he, he's talking very openly about his drug addiction and how he got there as well as the impact it had on, on his life and the choice to become Iron Man and the impact that's had on his life because he's been Iron and Man. Face it, he could be more. a drug addict, gutter boy by yeah. now. Like I think most of us, when we thought when he went to jail, when he went to jail and he looked like he was real strung out, he was going to Charlie Sheen the shit out of that moment. We we're thought, really oh, going to spiral God, he and he's going to so be much fifty potential. years old. Yeah, like Charlie Sheen right now. Everybody feels the same way about him, right? He's he's fifty something years old. He's strung out. He's crazy as all can get out. He and Charlie Sheen is on his way to Nick Nolte to shit out of his life, right? Like those are the stages. <laughs> we, how do you? I've not heard about him for a couple of years. Also, great cuckoo. Maybe we pups. don't. Maybe we should look up what he's doing. Maybe he maybe. switched it around. Either way, my point ago. is, 
there was a point for all three of those people where they're adults and their environment was money, Hollywood, stardom. They were big, big names and drugs and yeah, they could do anything they wanted to do however they wanted to do it. And they went down a road of drug abuse. Right. And they all had choices at some point to turn it around and do something with their lives. Maybe it's all about your, how you, your coping mechanism, what coping mechanism do you choose? Yeah. I think it's that and having who's around you. You be, Oh, for hundred percent. So who's around Tom Parker or whoever, these people that had these, yeah. The, we've talked about yes. celebrity managers before. Right, right. Like, yeah. And, oh, and if geez. you don't know, so I'll, I'll plug this. We didn't talk about this before. And don't don't let it take you off course. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to hold it yeah. in. Oh, my so God. Tom Hanks <laughs> is playing Colonel Tom Parker, <sighs> Elvis's manager, in a new Elvis movie that's coming out. We, I think they said it might be late 21 or maybe 22. But either way. I literally read a thing a this morning in bed. A giant fucking movie coming out about Elvis. About Tom Hanks and Priscilla having breakfast together. And then yeah. I went into this hole when we went to right. Graceland and we're not. Right. The, and Colonel Tom Parker, this isn't going to be a good story about him, right? He was, he was brilliant at managing Elvis's career, but he was incredibly controlling about managing Elvis's career as well. They, they had a conflict so you, over it for years. I feel like. And Elvis he, never left him because Elvis was afraid to do it on his own. He needed people like that around him. He didn't like the way it went down necessarily, but he also was a, it was again a, a, we will never know uh, the yeah. real truth and unless you either were there or you personally know the people and you right. actually i don't I mean, think Priscilla you knows ever really, most of us yeah but even she probably doesn't really know because yeah. she wouldn't have been with the two of them at all times well and it's elvis was involved with colonel tom parker before her and long after her so he she didn't die until like 1987. Right. They or were, something. they were separate. They were 19, divorced for a long yeah. time. I think he died at 87, wh- yeah. whatever year that was. So my, anyway, my point is all these people had choice, right? And they chose to continue the path of drug abuse and Robert Downey Jr. Made a choice and, and it was about himself and his family and what was their future was going to be like. And while our environment impacts us, constantly every single day it's impacting me right now i got to keep right? petting this dog that won't leave me alone and <laughs> but at the time. same time i say all the time you're an adult and you can make adult decisions and those adult decisions all have adult outcomes it's very it Good sounds very simple however it really can get really complex it is complex i don't even remember where we were going with this in the first place i just knew we needed to sit down and hit record and see where it went yep well, and this is where it's gone. So we've circled back around to the things that we say all the time about life and things that go on in your life. Maybe Part of it's what's just... going on around you by the people that you're with or the job you have or the choices you've made previously. And part of it is the choices you make today. And also it goes back to that feeling stuck. If you feel stuck, then do something else. Yeah. Get me bad or get over it. That's Get right. your shit together. If you're in, so I'll tell you, I'll give you this from a gr- oh, great here we go. Here we go. If you're in a job situation or you're in a relationship and it's not going well and you don't really like relationship, the, 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 the situation itself, the, the, you're the only one choosing you, to stay there. You're the only one choosing to stay in that situation. And if you say, well, the, the, the people what I work with won't change or they're not going to, you know, no matter how you tell them they need to, they may, like a relationship's a little bit different but a, than, than a work situation. But 
if the person you're with continues to, to act or treat you in a certain way that you don't like, no matter how much you tell them you don't like it and they won't change. You're if, allowing it. You, it's Well, one, you are allowing it. And two, it's your choice to tolerate it or not. Yeah. You can wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm, I'm done with that. And I'm not mad. I'm like, if this is who you want to be, go be that person. Yeah. Have fun. Enjoy it. But I this don't want to do that anymore. I think this, this and it's okay. We, it's we, okay for both of you. One of you is going to go do yeah. this and one of you has decided I don't want to do that anymore. That's fine. We have to save this because we because we're gonna run long on time. But this has to do with we'll I'll I'll put a note down about why people ghost people. We'll come back to that another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's definitely because come that, back to that. That really is a that whole applies to a lot long, of uh, it's a whole long segment on its right. own. So I'll type that down. Okay. So so that's pretty good. Product of our environment. We talked about that at length. And if you're offended by any of it, then stop, check yourself, take a breath. It, yeah, we're yeah. Not, we're not pointing fingers at anybody. No, and we're not ac- but really, accusing if anyone. If you are offended by something, then you need to look at yourself. Go inside yourself. Take 10 minutes and go lock yourself in a closet. Yeah. In the dark. However, put on, I, I like Solfeggio sounds on YouTube. They mm. can take you to a great place. Yeah. Go, take go a deep breath. somewhere and figure it out yourself because I, nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. And everybody's going to have an opinion on it, but only you control your own shit. Yeah. Get I, your shit together. I said this in the car. And, then, that we and, and we mean that in the most loving way possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I said this in the car. If and this is the example I used, if, if you're in a restaurant or back in the old days before COVID, <laughs> when you could go to restaurants, if you, you were in a restaurant and there was a kid acting out and, and he was being a little asshole. Or are we four or 14? Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting there. Okay. If your kid is young and he's acting out, he or she's acting out and you look across the room and you see that happening and you say those parents are failing because their little kid is an asshole right it's <laughs> the parents said, fault you worded it a little differently well, I'm, car, I, it's because i'm yeah. explaining it now so if you thought that about the parents because this kid's an asshole and you blame the parents right that's fair the kid's five years old they they need to work on teaching that child what is appropriate boy when we were kids right. we had to say may i be excused and right. we sat at the table till everybody does it, was does done it, and, and it, it but it's still a product of your environment right. okay does fast it, does, forward no, till that kid's hold 15. on just relax okay. so so that's if you feel like that's the parent's responsibility now let's imagine that kid's 14 years old yeah right yes it's still that parent's responsibility because hopefully they've taught that kid how not to be an asshole all the time but also that kid's nearing an age where being an asshole is a choice 14 you're in high school right you're making choices you're you're yeah you're making choices you're you can decide how you're going to be now i use my experience i was a good kid my mom did a great job i was i was taught to behave well around adults how to talk to people um, I didn't like going shopping with her as a young child, but I didn't throw tantrums and like freak out. I just was like mopey and kind of, you know, didn't just didn't want to be there. Was clearly not interested. And let's in, not forget, but, every parent on the planet was that age at some point. So yeah. I think parents forget to revert back to what was I doing at 14. And I bet that some of that will terrify the shit out of you. And so instead of helicoptering your children, just teach them. I have, I have a friends that allow their children to make their own decisions and their kid, her kids are really good kids. They're really responsible and they take care of themselves and they're still growing up. I mean, she obviously lives, she's a single parent. So she lives with them and, you know, raises them, you know, she's not, she's home with them or whatever, but 
they are they're good kids yeah they're good kids yeah sorry so i i think my point here is is okay so you have a child that's kind of an asshole at five that's a hundred percent on the on the parents because he doesn't know any better yet right at 15 barely any life experience right at 15 if he's an asshole it's a mixture at 25 if he's an asshole it's a hundred percent choice yeah you might be a dick because your dad was a dick and you're just (laughs) you know Apple does not fall far from the tree. And because you're an asshole, it's because your parents fall because they were assholes too. Maybe. <laughs> Why has everybody got to be an asshole? But, maybe there's positive patties. Well, out I'm there. just making an example. So maybe that's the case, but it's there's choice. To to assholes. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody Because you can point them out. Every, in the everybody can see them yeah. coming, you know? And so my point here is if you believe that a 25 year old asshole doesn't, isn't, that it's a hundred percent on them. You also have to believe that the five-year-old being an asshole is a hundred percent on the parent. My point is <laughs> a lot. My point is yeah, my, like a lot of people are like, um, at twenty-five-year-olds, not it's not a product of his environment. He's a, he made that by choice. Well, sure, now he's making that by choice, but he learned how to talk like an asshole from an asshole. That's how he learned it. So now it feels like you're contradicting what you said earlier. No, I, I, I just said it back with the other way around. Like if you're, if you believe a five-year-old can be an asshole, you've got to believe that the 25 year old could be an asshole because of his environment. In both <laughs> cases, you have to acknowledge the fact that the environment had an impact on him. And, and it does skew that, your, your decision-making. But yeah, and then my argument back was at what age do you decide it's a hundred percent on you? I mean, certainly us in our forties, the 100%. choices we are making are our own choices and yeah. there's nobody to blame but yourself. But there is a certain age. I, I, I yeah, almost yeah. maybe at 25, you still don't know what the fuck you're doing. Well, I certainly can think about me at 25, although, but they were still, I your knew what choices. I was doing. I, I knew what I was doing. You may not know what you were doing, but they were still your choices to make. And I'm and I made some really responsible ones and some really irresponsible. Hundred percent, same here. Yeah, that's the example I was going to use. Is at five, you know, as a young kid, and I'm thinking of myself like pre ten years old. I was a good kid. My mom was strict, but not not um, mean. She taught me how to be around people. Um, I was always around, um, and so I I I was a good kid. But at fourteen. I was a sarcastic shit. Everything was about sarcasm. Whereas and the meaner it could be, the better it was. And from basically to 14 to, you know, 18, that's how I was. Whereas I learned from a very young age that that, the, that my persistence would get me what I want yes. every time. Yeah, and only, only maybe into my 30s did I not always get what I wanted every time because I was just going to be more persistent than the other guy. Yes, and we talked about your stubbornness. <laughs> and um, Persistence I, I've is... often called Tana a brat to her face yeah. because she's a little bratty at times. But it's because- But I can admit it. Yeah, no, you can't. You, I mean, you know you are. any pair of shoes I ever wanted as a child, I was going to get them. Come yeah. color high water, her... I would have them. Her, I've like I literally just said this in our last podcast. If she's the most persistent, stubborn person there is, and if she sets her mind that that's what she's going to do, Get she's going out to of do my it. Way. <laughs> and if it means throwing a tantrum, or if it means educating you about why you need to let her do this, she is going to do both, and that's okay. I mean, that's that is who she is, um, and I she feel, learned it at a young age. I, I can at least as far back as 
well, I did walk home from yeah from the from, from the daycare, daycare center. But I can remember another time around that age at Metro North Mall. Shout out to our Northern Kansas City fans. What do they call that? What do they call the North no. North Northland? Northland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, throwing a temper tantrum yeah, about Kansas some Mary Janes that I wanted at the mall, and, yeah. and I I fucking got them. Yeah. I'd still wear them today if I had them. Yeah, and just they so, hurt my feet. I can yeah. remember they hurt my feet. They didn't well, fit me at all, but I I, I was gonna wear them. I remember the uh, story that has been told in your family many times about um, how you didn't like to wear clothes. You were two years old. You didn't like to wear clothes. (laughs) And if you weren't looking for her, you follow the string of clothes on the floor. Mom would go out in the street and the neighbor would be like, she went that way. (laughs) (laughs) And she'd find like a pair of shoes and a shirt. And I'll tell you the picture of me when I'm like third grade and the dog, I'm just posing like I'm, I'm, I'm down on one knee posing with the dog and it's a pair of sweatpants and the dog and no shirt. Yeah. I haven't seen that picture for years. Yeah. I think we're derailing. Okay. So Ooh, I feel better. Feel, Maybe we just needed to sit and get, and there's still, I still feel like we didn't get it all uh, out, but I absolutely. feel like we, we, we got, we gave you guys something to chew on for a little yeah, bit. You go chew on that. And we if you either um, pissed you off or made you stop and think, but maybe somebody's learning a lesson or maybe they needed something or, it, or, Hey, maybe we just got to entertain you on a Saturday morning. That's right. I don't know what day this is going to drop or what month even, but, or even what year for that matter. It could be the next but year for all that. Is. We yeah. wanted to get it out. So there yeah. you go. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. So if you have a strong opinion about this, <laughs> there's only one way to get a hold of us. Not one way. There's many ways. Right. It's digitally. <laughs> that one way is digital. Anchor.fm backslash Fridays at five, the number five. TNT Fridays at Gmail. TNT Fridays at Gmail at TNT Fridays on Instagram. And then Facebook. Fridays at five, the number five. Fridays at five, the podcast with TNT on Facebook. Okay. Okay, there's not one way to get a hold That's of us. That's my point. There and then one as way. you spoiled, digital. All digital. we're going to be on Pandora soon. Yeah, so we're working on that. Anyway. Uh, so thank you for happy listening. Happy Saturday. Let us know if you have a strong opinion on that one way, or the way, uh, one way or the other, or don't. It's up to you. It's choice. <laughs> it's your choice. I've worked up a sweat. I All think right. I'm going to go take off my take shirt. Care. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Oh, thank you. This has been a Foundation Magnetic Marketing and Media Production.